0: So this week, my entire family is coming to town. It's my daughter's graduation from high school, and so my entire 23andMe profile is jumping on a plane and heading down from Michigan and from Louisville, Kentucky and from Chicagoland. They're all descending upon my house in Houston, Texas, and it's going to be great. Now, as I have told people that my entire family is coming to town for my daughter's graduation, What's been fascinating is that everyone has really responded with the same words, although they have meant different things. Let me demonstrate. I've told people that my family's coming to town, and some people have said, oh, that's wonderful. That's so great for you. And then other people have said, wonderful. (sighs) It's great for you. See the difference? There are some for whom the idea of spending time with family, when you're... adult and all the extended family and the immediate family and your parents come to town uh, that, that is an idea that is joyful it's a get to not a have to and then there are some for whom that idea of spending time with family it feels like work you know it's complicated there's stuff going on and it just feels difficult The reason I bring all of that up is because today we are closing out a teaching series that we've been in called Brand New Me and You, where we've been talking about how the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ invites us into a new way of of living and moving inside of our most important relationships. And today we're going to talk about our relationship with our parents, in particular uh, for adult children trying to love and serve their mom and their dad. Now, on one hand, this message could be really, really short. That's not in the cards for y'all today, but it could be. Because the Bible is, is very clear and, it, and, and really honestly very simple when it comes to what God's expectation is for how, how parents will deal with their children and how children in particular will deal with their parents. I mean, Moses talks about it. The Ten Commandments outline it. Jesus references it. Paul discusses it. In fact, if you're here and and you're considering yourself a a nominal Christian or maybe you're on the fringes of Christianity, I bet that even you, I would bet all the change in the cup holder of my car, that even you understand what the expectation is from children to parents in the Bible. Odds are you can fill in this blank. We should what? Your father and mother. You tell me. What what does it say? That's right. Honor your father and your mother. Now, Paul even goes a little further and explains a bit of what that means, and he tells us that there are two reasons that we should honor our father and our mother. We should honor our father and our mother because there's a command and because there is a promise. Listen again to what he says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 3. He says, honor your father and mother, this is the first commandment with a promise, that you may live long in the land. So two reasons we should seek to honor mom and dad. Number one, God says so, there's a command. Number two, there is a promise attached to that command. The scriptures tell us that if you seek to live this out, if you try to find and learn what it means to honor mother and father, life in general will go a little better for you. In other words, it's good for you to do this. Honor your mother and your father. Now with that said, chances are that you're listening to this and you still have some questions. It it might seem like it's a really obvious question, maybe you feel silly asking it, but trust me, you are not alone, and this is a safe space where we can ask our silly, seemingly obvious questions. And the silly, seemingly obvious question is this, how do you actually honor your mother and your father? I mean, we've all heard that, but what does that actually mean, especially once you're an adult child with older parents. What does that look like? I mean, is it as simple as, as laughing at your dad's mildly inappropriate dad jokes and just humoring him? Which, by the way, I, I have one, dads, for you to put in your back pocket for later. Try this at dinner tonight, okay? Um, why can't you hear the pterodactyl going to the bathroom? Think about how they spell pterodactyl. Yeah, how do you spell pterodactyl? Yeah, the P is silent. That's how you spell pterodactyl. Not a good, no? We're having fun here, folks. That's for you, dad. What does it look like to honor your mother and your father? Is it it simply ignoring your mom's comments about how you raise your children because they always seem at least mildly passive-aggressive and condemnatory? Or is is it about ignoring and overlooking the mistakes that your parents made in the past or the unhealthy behavior they're demonstrating in the present just for the sake of keeping the peace and keeping things calm? What does it look like? Well, I would offer this. That in the context of the scriptures, what it means to honor your mother and father is to recognize their position and appreciate their God-given role. It's about recognizing their position in your life and appreciating, demonstrating an appreciation for their God-given role in your life. What's interesting to me is that the Hebrew word that's used for honor in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word is chavod. It's a fun one to say, chavod. And the Hebrew language works in such a way that that it's a very concise language. There's there's not a ton of words in that language, so each word carries a lot of different meanings based on the context. And so that word chavod, which is often translated honor, can also be translated as weight or heavy. And sometimes it's translated as glory, which I think helps helps us understand what is meant when God says chavod, honor, your father and your mother. When you honor someone, you are recognizing uh, the weight, the significance of this person in relation to you. Honoring your mother and father is about recognizing the weight and significance of what it means to be and to have a parent. And I think at different stages of life, living that out looks differently. For example, when, when you are young, To honor your parents is really, honestly, it's about obedience. It's about recognizing their authority over your life and and doing what they say. You know, when you're young, when mom says it's time to go to bed, it's time to what? You go to bed, right? When mom says you can't go play at Jimmy's house, what do you do? You go ask dad if you can play at Jimmy's house. That's, That's how this works. Now, what's interesting to me is that Paul adds a little caveat when he says that children should obey their parents. He says you should obey your parents in the Lord. Hmm, What does that mean? Well, that itself works on two levels. Number one, Paul is encouraging us to see obedience to parental authority as an expression of our trust in God. Because you belong to God and you believe that God has placed these people in and over your life, be obedient to them, respectful to them out of reverence, not just for them, but for him. But it also puts a bit of a boundary around the obedience. Obey your parents in the Lord. The implication is that your parents are not allowed to ask you to do just anything If your parents ask you to do something that goes against the heart and the law and the will of God, you you are encouraged, if not expected, to put a boundary up that says, Mom and Dad, because I love you so much and because I respect your role and God's authority over my life, I can't actually do this thing that you've asked me to do because it goes against what it means to actually be a good parent and what it means to be faithful to my God. But all that said, at some stages of life, honor is obedience. And then later in life, honoring your parents looks like inviting their influence. When you're a young adult and you're building your life, honor often looks like inviting the voice of wisdom from mom, from dad, from grandma and grandpa into your life as you make these big decisions. Most young adults eventually come to an understanding that their parents know a thing or two about a thing or two. You reach 23 or 24 and you're starting to do life on your own and you realize, my mom and dad have actually been doing this already for a long time. Maybe I should seek them out. And once you have that epiphany, that realization that your mom and dad are not the bumbling fools that you always had assumed they were, the way in which you honor them is you invite their influence into your life. Now, you don't have to necessarily obey them. You don't have to take their their advice. Sometimes mom and dads give terrible advice You can put boundaries around it, but it is wise for children, even adult children, it is wise for children to understand the joy that it brings a parent when the parent knows that they are still needed. And so part of honoring a parent is inviting their influence. And then you can make the case that that honor is about presence. In particular, as you get a little older in life and you're maybe more successful and established, maybe you've got a couple of kids running around, honoring your parents looks like inviting your parents to be present in the everyday realities of life, of allowing them to have a seat of honor to to watch you and at certain times participate in you enjoying your life and and leading and loving your children. You know, the scripture talks about, about children and grandchildren being a crown that the aged can wear or, or a robe that they can wear that, that celebrates the life that they've lived and tells the world about who they are. There is something hardwired in us that when we have children and grandchildren, what we want to do is to see ourselves in them. And then as we watch them live the life that we've helped them build, we want to celebrate them and we receive a ton of joy from just being able to watch and listen and kind of be a fly on the wall If you have kids, do you remember how when you had children, it changed your understanding of Christmas and birthdays? In particular, Christmas. You, You went from caring about all the gifts that you got to now living vicariously through your kids. You don't care anymore about the presents that you get. It's all about what they get to open and seeing the joy and the smiles on their faces. I don't know about you, but for me, that's very much the case. Now, still get me stuff. But my greatest joy comes from watching my kids enjoy the stuff that I've gotten for them. It's the best feeling in the world. In the same way, parents, as they age, they want to experience Christmas morning with their kids over and over again. Not in that they want to necessarily give them gifts and watch them open them, but but being able to have a seat of honor. And to, be, and to be present in their life and to watch their grown children enjoy the life that, that they as, a, as an older parent have helped them to establish in some way, shape, or form, that is the gift. And so part of how we honor our parents is by inviting them to be present. Now, Now there's one more. And I would argue to you that this one is a way in which we honor our parents at all times, not just in particular seasons. And that this means of honoring our parents is perhaps the most important and likely the most difficult. The last one is, is this. You honor a parent by showing them mercy. You could say grace, compassion, compassion understanding. To honor a parent is to show mercy to them. Now, let me illustrate this. Romans chapter 5. Paul is talking to the young Christian church, and he's trying to help them understand uh, God's love for us in Jesus Christ, and he's trying to help them grasp the beauty of the gospel, the beauty of the good news that sits at the center of our faith. And listen to what he says. Paul says this in Romans chapter 5 verses 6 and 8. Paul says, "For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us." There's a key word in those two verses that is easy to overlook. But but this word is is kind of the the hub of the wheel that holds all the spokes together. And that word is while. W-H-I-L-E. That word is what makes these two verses incredible news. It's what makes these two verses beautiful, powerful, transforming even. You take that word while out and replace it with something else, the meaning, the impact, the beauty of these two verses is gone. Replace it with because. Because we had proven that we were worth it, Christ died for the ungodly. Not quite the same same ring to it, right? If, if we had demonstrated that we really, really wanted him to, Christ would die for the ungodly. When, when we demonstrated that we would comprehend it and celebrate it and show that we deserved it, then Christ died for the ungodly. No. You see, you you take that word, you change it with anything else, and all of a sudden it becomes conditional. No, the beauty, the power comes from that word while. While we were still sinners while we were still broken, while we were still making a mess of our existence, while we were still a hot mess of humanity, while that was all still going on, Jesus Christ came and he lived and he died and he rose for you. While is what makes it mercy. Now now hold on to that idea, okay? I, I know that our relationships with our, with our parents, especially as we become adults, our relationships with our parents are, are complicated to say the best, say the least, rather. They are, they are riddled with nuance and there's a million stories that make our relationship with our parents what it is. Even if it's really good, there's, there's always a whole lot of stuff there. And because of that, it can be really difficult for us to do the work of honoring our parents when we are adult children. I would summarize it like this. I think there are, there are at least three things that get in the way of us doing the work of what it means to honor our parents as we grow. And, and the first one is this. We, we have a, a punitive approach to our relationship with our parents. The first word is, is a harsh one, but I think it's true. It's, it's punishment. Maybe we had a really difficult childhood. Maybe our parents are really unhealthy and and kind of dysfunctional. Maybe they're doing some stuff right now that you don't agree with, and and what what you end up doing is, some of us can fall into this mindset where we'll say, well, I don't want to reward them with my obedience. I don't want to reward them with influence. I don't want to award them with a presence in my life, and so so I just won't. I'm going to keep them at a distance. I'm going to punish them. Or sometimes, sometimes, because things have been bad or backward or difficult, we have uh, an attitude of protection over and against our parents. And, and I don't want to minimize that, that some of our relationships are really unhealthy or toxic, but, but when you have an attitude of protection against your parents, what you will do is you'll say, look, th- they're not healthy enough for me to have a full and robust relationship with them, and so I have to keep them at arm's length in order for me to stay safe and secure. And sometimes that has to happen. I get it. And then other times, it'll just be about our own growth. We recognize the imperfections of our family of origin, the difficulties in our relationship with our mom and dad, and we want to we get better, not bitter, and we want to learn all the lessons so we can build the right life with our family, with our kids. And so then we still we keep mom and dad at a distance because we want to make sure that we learn all those lessons and we build the life we want, and we don't want them to kind of sully it or interfere with it in any way, shape, or form. And again, I don't want to minimize that because I realize that there's trauma and there's difficulty in these relationships. And sometimes in order to be healthy, in order to be safe, you've got to put up some boundaries. But as your pastor and your friend, let me just say this, that, that those things, accountability, protection, and growth, those are things that you can and you should trust God for. And, and yes, be intentional in all of your relationships. Yes, yes. But also know that you who are baptized into Christ, who are covered in his forgiving work, who have been made eternal through his resurrection, that, that God the Father is, is looking out for you. And that he will, in his divine wisdom, at the end of all things, he will make sure that all those who've, who've hurt or harmed you are, are held accountable. And, and also, he, he will guide you and protect you as you navigate relationships with, with toxic or difficult people And in all things, at all times, he is is working to grow you and to mold you and to change you. You can trust the Lord with these things. And if you trust the Lord with these things, what that allows you to do is step a little bit out of that posture of of protection or punishment or or, or trying desperately to to mold the perfect life, maybe at the expense of a relationship with your parents. You, you You can step a little bit out of that posture and you can say, Lord, you've got this I trust you with this. Let me lean into discovering what it means to to honor my parents even as as messy or backward or difficult as it can be. And the greatest gift, I think, that you can give to your parents is the gift that Jesus Christ has given to you when he honored his father by coming down to this world and while we were still sinners. While living for us and dying for us and rising for us and offering mercy and grace and a life without end to us. What your parents need are not your ifs and your because or your only. What they need is your while. You honor them with your mercy. While they are imperfect, while they are as much of a mess as you are, while they have made mistakes, you show them grace. And I know that that is easier said than done so often, but that is the invitation. Now. That said, what what does that itself look like? What does it look like to to show mercy, to honor mom and dad with mercy? What does that look like? Well, I think a lot of things could be said. Any number of things come to mind, but I think think we could start here. Um, I think it means speaking well of your parents to others, in particular your own children. I think it means putting the best construction on the things that they do and the words that they say trying your best to assume the best. I think it means, this is this is hard for some of us, I think it means whenever you're talking with your siblings or other people in the family, not making mom and dad the butt of the joke. If the text thread with you and your siblings is always about how dad or mom just constantly screw things up or how annoying they are, it might be time to change the topic on the text thread out of mercy for your mom. I think it means treating your parents the way you want to be treated by your own children, knowing that they will learn how to treat you by living with you as you love your parents. That's a hard one. But, but that's what I think it means to show mercy. I think we're just scratching the surface. At the very least, it, it means choosing to not treat your parents as their sins deserve. Now, now that being said, I, I have to recognize, just speaking to, to all the parents in the room now, take your, take your adult child hat off and put your own parent hat on if you are a parent. I want to recognize that, that every single parent carries, carries guilt and shame, every one of us. We, we carry guilt and shame in regard to our kids, even if we feel like we've, we've done a decent job. We, we are always aware of the, of the words that were said to our daughter that we can't take back or the moments that we missed with our son or of the opportunities we wanted to give the kids when they were younger, but we, we just didn't have the means or, or the toll that the divorce took on our child. Or we're cognizant of how the days turn into weeks, that turn into months, that turn into years, and then all of a sudden they're grown and they're gone and you don't feel like you cherished it enough. There is guilt in the heart of every parent. And what every parent longs to hear are three words from both their kids and their king. And those three words are I still, well, four words, love you. <laughs> I still love you. Now, as a pastor, I, I can tell your parents those words from the king. That's, that's my full-time job. And I'm here to tell you right now, if, if you carry guilt or shame about about the way in which you've raised your kids, about the status of your relationships right now, I'm here to tell you this. Through the work of Jesus Christ, God the Father says this, I still love you. Mistakes and all. See, I can tell your parents what the king says, but only you can tell them what their kid says. And honoring them is giving them that gift. Give him that gift of mercy. Mercy is the honor that matters most. I want to end with a quick little biblical insight. We are, we are told over and over in the scriptures that we are to love people. Uh, we are commanded to love the Lord, to love our neighbor, uh, to love, to love our spouse, to love the foreigner. Even to love our enemies. But did you know that in the scriptures, nowhere does it command us to love our parents? Now, before you use that as an excuse for why you didn't get Mama Card today, consider this the scriptures do not command us to love our parents, but they do command us to honor our parents. And, and here's why. I think in the context of the scriptures, love between a parent and a child is assumed. It's a given. Even if that relationship is complicated, even if it's a bit estranged, even if it's wrapped around all these other difficult emotions, there's something about the love of a child to a parent, of a parent to a child. Love is, is kind of assumed, it's a given. But honor is a gift. Love is a given. Honor is a gift that you choose to give. And so that's why it's commanded from child to parent. Choose to give the gift of honor. And and that's my ask of of myself and of you today. May we, in in, in all seasons, in, in the appropriate ways, may we seek to honor the parental authorities above us and around us. In due season, may we obey. In the right time, may we we welcome their influence. May May we insist upon their presence. But at all times, may we give the honor that matters most. At all times, may we offer to them what God the Father in Jesus Christ has given to us. May we offer them mercy, compassion, understanding, May we see their humanity, too, and give them grace. And when it's tough to honor them like that, when instead you'd rather say, well, because, or if, or when, just know that if you choose to show the honor that matters most, if you choose to show mercy, it will be worth the while.